Warning, there is no Chris East on this podcast. If you only listen to Love the Graps of Chris East, please turn off and tune in to a future podcast. Thank you. Press play on Nirvana's version of Seasons in the Sun now. And press stop. Hey guys, it's me, Alan, uh, here on my own to do an edition of Love the Graps. It was my idea to do a podcast on my own, and then I suggested it to Chris, and he was like, hey, I could do it with you. Uh, even though I'm not watching the shows, it'll be like two kids talking in the playground about one of them watching a, a naughty film on TV last night. But Chris got all busy and all snarled up uh, in a trip to Liverpool and back uh, on public transport, which is the worst nightmare. So he wasn't able to do it. So I thought I might as well come on my own and tell you about the wrestling that I watched all over the weekend because it was a huge weekend of wrestling and I watched a lot of it uh, over the whole weekend I watched 53 matches of professional wrestling differing in quality uh, differing in setting uh, some of them on a beachfront some of them in uh, an anonymous place in the middle of Indiana um, which I, I couldn't even tell you where it is but I enjoyed most of it and uh, I thought I'd tell you uh, how I felt in a three and three format, as is customary with this podcast. But before I start, I just want to talk about uh, a show that I watched at the weekend that w- wasn't part of the weekend's action. Um, it was one from a couple of weeks ago, uh, the St. Louis. St. Louis or St. Louis? I think it's St. Louis, isn't it? I always want to say St. Louis because you look at that L O U I S, and to me that says Louis. But I've got a friend who called her son Louis. Uh, as in L-O-U-I-S, and she calls him Lewis. So maybe it is Lewis. But anyway, St. Louis Anarchy, uh, they had a show a couple of weeks ago kicking off a tournament called the Spirit of Spalding. Um, Spalding is the name of the building where they hold their shows. Um, and what they've done is they're doing their own kind of G1, which is something that indie promotions should never ever do i don't know if any of you remember you remember progress you remember progress and um, they were they were big at one time weren't they um they did their uh, their atlas tournament to crown their first atlas champion which was people over 205 pounds you know the fat lads the big lads um and it was such a mess because uh the trouble with indie wrestling is people aren't available for every show that you need them and you advertise matches and people drop out and then you end up having three ways and four ways and tag matches that count towards it but what st louis anarchy have pledged to do is a year-long tournament spirit of spalding in two blocks um there are 12 wrestlers in each block and it's going to take 11 months to finish their tournament Uh, i wish them all the best um what i got from it was six great matches in the first show of block a although even that wasn't without its problems because davy vega he of the besties in the world is supposed to be in this tournament but he picked up an injury and so he was allowed to nominate a substitute to to take his place and earn points for him uh, and he nominated his tag team partner matt fitchett um, and matt fitchett came down with a bit of a temperature and a bit of a cough uh, he's fine he doesn't have covid19 but you can't be too sure in, in this in this time that we're living in. So he opted out of the show, and that meant that Matt Fitchett had to nominate a substitute who could earn points for 
Matt Fitchett, who was earning points for Davey Vega. And he nominated a guy called Bastard Cassidy. And the reason I want to talk about this particularly is because Bastard Cassidy is now my new favourite wrestler. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the Adam Sandler film Billy Madison. In it, there's a, a family of children called the O'Doyles. Bastard Cassidy could be one of the O'Doyles. He's basically a big, doughy Irish baby of a man who just hits people really hard gets thrown on his neck gets back up he is amazing i'm totally in love with bastard cassidy and as luck would have it there was another show over the weekend where i get to see him but i just wanted to mention my deep love for bastard cassidy he writes his name b-s-t-r-d with a, a japanese script underneath in in manner of, of suplex suplex i'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about suplex anymore but you know what i mean um and uh yeah he really impressed me i mean there were some other uh, cool people in the tournament really good performances from billy starks uh who again i saw later in the weekend uh, cole radrick who i saw later in the weekend he's fast becoming one of my favorites i think he's gonna have a, a big 2021 if things get back to normal you know precedented times the way things used to be um and freddie ahoy was in the main event i haven't seen freddie ahoy for ages uh, i even texted chris and said i'm watching a freddie ahoy match like it's 2016 um and he was in it he lost uh, spoilers um but it was really nice to see freddie ahoy again um but that was all a preamble to the rest of the stuff i watch i did count the six matches from the spirit of spalding in my 53 so if you'd rather i only actually watched 47 matches uh, over the weekend um which considering i did that in a in a period of about 36 hours or so um is is not bad going it's insane really um it's the kind of stuff we used to do on wrestlemania weekends when of course um we went quite mad uh, and fell out with each other and ate too much food um this wasn't one of those weekends uh, but i did watch a lot of wrestling so let's get on with the formula of this podcast and three things that i liked about this weekend's wrestling now they're going to be quite general or rather they're going to be specific and then i'm going to generalize um because really uh, i enjoyed a lot of what i watched this weekend and so i'm just going to ramble on at you so love the graps number one was uh black label pros we're back show which took place uh, on saturday night in american time uh, it was their second show of the day i'll talk about the the other show uh, in a minute but this was just great black label pro are one of the the hidden gems of the american indie scene um scoops hamilton described them as being the american south side but I, I think they're more than that um and and if you like south side then then fine take that as a recommendation um but what they do is they, they pick the best of the indie crowd and they and they do bring in uh the odd ex uh, wwe guy just to, to to pop the local crowd but they didn't need to pop the local crowd here because this is their their first day back after six or seven months off because of i don't know if you've heard there's a pandemic going around um but yeah six or seven months after the pandemic um and they only had about 50 fans in the building all of them masked um socially distanced uh it was very nice to see uh, and also in between every match they cleaned down the ropes the turnbuckles and sprayed a bit of antibacterial uh nonsense on the canvas to try and keep everybody as safe as possible and in fact all the shows <coughs> that i watched over this weekend did the same um well i can't speak for aw i didn't see them do the same um but i imagine they do uh they probably make use of their commercial breaks and um 
backstage interviews it's not really what you want to see on a, on a major tv channel people wiping down the ropes um and spraying spraying spiz really uh, all over the canvas but i'm sure that they're doing it as well um, and black label pro said that everybody who appeared for them uh, wrestlers referees uh, ring crew and uh, announcers for the, the this uh, double spot that they did on this day everyone took and passed a covid19 test which was um really really nice touch it's, it's going that extra mile um hopefully making people feel a bit better about the fact that uh, men are throwing men around um, and getting sweaty with each other in this age of a pandemic. Um, but on the show, uh, lots of highlights. Um, Effie took on Gangrel. And the, the story behind that was that Effie quite likes the way he is at the moment. He thinks he's, he's quite sexy at the height of his sexual powers. Um, and so wanted Gangrel to bite him. So he'd be an eternal vampire. Um, so that was the story of that one. That was a lot of fun. Gangrel looks so good. He still looks the same as he did. 25 years ago and still works the same now how much you liked Gangrel 25 years ago will determine how good that statement is but um, he's one of the, the, the top fellas of the past still working uh, they had a really funny four way um, between Dan the dad uh, whose gimmick is that he's uh, he's a dad uh, he comes comes to the ring with a mug that says world's best dad on it um cabana man dan whose whose gimmick is that he's a he's a cabana man um and he makes good use of his flip-flops um the boy scout jake manning whose whose gimmick is that he's a he's an adult boy scout um and colin delaney whose dim- gimmick is that he's he's colin delaney um you know he, i think he, he he was the last man to play suicide in TNA uh, I once saw him on a Southside show uh, on a, a double shot do Colin Delaney on one show and Suicide on the other um, just maximise your income lads uh, so there was also a tag match um, Besties in the World against Dan Housen and Ethan Page for the, the Black Label Tag Team titles held by Dan Housen and Ethan Page Dan Housen's a, a pleasure to watch he, he really is um, just love watching Ethan Page wow he's cut down um, he is no longer Longer, a a doughy big pants of a wrestler Do you know he, he once blocked me on twitter um i think for for just saying i didn't get him i didn't get what he was i mean i get him now um um and i'm not really on twitter anymore so it, i mean i shouldn't even mention it but you know it still sticks it still sticks joe atherton i think a uh, friend of this podcast uh, he even went up to ethan page at a live show and and asked him to unblock me um he didn't didn't i'm not bitter I'm not bitter. Um, there was also a match where uh, Big Beef, a guy called Big Beef, um, he took on Levi Everett, who's an Amish pro wrestler. And that was a lot of fun. What seemed was going to be uh, a comedy match, making the most of Levi Everett's uh, butter-churning gimmick and, and being a, a really sort of nice fella, um, turned into just two, two fellas just beating the shit out of each other which regular listeners to this podcast will know um that i really favor but the the match of of the show and and if i'm honest the best match that i saw all weekend the the number one match of the 53 that i watched was the main event of the show um it was black label pros uh midwest heritage champion something along that line it's got some of those words in in the title kylie ray smiley kylie ray murder death kylie uh, against blake chris 
Christian and this was an absolute banger um, and it was quite apposite really because uh, the, the show that they'd had earlier in the day which I'll move on to in a minute um, was pre- presented by Eric Stevens and to to promote that show I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here but um, to, to promote that show he'd railed against the, the fact that there are no good women wrestlers in the US um, and Carly Ray really showed that actually Eric Stevens you're talking shit um, Carly Ray is is amazing um, it's just so disappointing that she signed a major contract something happened she was going to sign with AEW something happened I don't know what um, it's between them uh, we're not we're not a gossip podcast here we're absolutely not a, a gossip podcast we'll leave that to the grapple spotlight um so uh something happened and she didn't sign with with aw she in fact signed with impact and who the hell watches impact so no one's going to see kylie ray uh, in her prime but she's still young so um hopefully at some point she will break out and it'd be nice to see her over here when things get back to normal and blake christian is is really one of the the top indie talents at the moment um he, he often gets lumped in with with alex zane because uh, he came through at gcw at the same time but i think blake christian is is already a step above uh, alex zane and coincidentally he looks like a thinner bastard cassidy um so love the graps number two uh was from the the black label pro show earlier in the day it's not the whole show um like i've put the whole second show in as my first love the graps um my love the graps two uh is uh and, and again, spoilers for anyone who's not watched this. Um, and and this, you know, if you're going to plan to watch a show, stop this podcast now and go and watch the main event of this show, um, and then come back to me. Okay, are you back? Right. Oh, amazing, wasn't it? Calvin Tankman's title win over over Eric Stevens. Oh my God! Not since uh, the days of oh. In fact, I, I don't think I can can mention um, who won a particular title over who, uh, where. Um, but there was a title win back in the day that, that made me leap out of my seat. And I was there live for it. Now, this made me leap out of my seat and I was watching it on my sofa. Um, Calvin Tankman is... Uh, huge fella huge black fella from indianapolis uh, started to to make waves on gcw of late signed a contract with mlw for what that's worth uh, it's worth nothing really if you ask me um but he is amazing moves so well for a for a man um of of his size in, in fact um if he was in the the comic books um there's a there's a famous uh, quote well famous to me and my friends anyway um that goes uh he, his speed belies his size and strength um and that's pretty much uh describing calvin tankman and it was made better by the fact that the title win was over eric stevens who as i said had spent the the few days leading up to this show which was called eric stevens presents professional wrestling um by just basically being a misogynist and he did eventually apologize for this i think i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because um you've got to do that to people really um he, he did seem sincere when he came out he apologized and said that he got carried away with things uh black label pro themselves came out and said that as far as they were concerned eric stevens was was just trying to um pump up some hype 
for the show uh, which was being shown live on IWTV um, but he'd gone a, a bit too far and they'd spoken to him but the fans who were present in the building um, they they wasted no time in letting Eric Stevens know that, that they weren't particularly happy with his conduct leading up to this and the fact that Calvin Tankman's such a lovable character meant that everybody was behind him and when he pinned Eric Stevens uh, to win the belt the whole place absolutely exploded um, they ruined it later I'll get to that uh, right at the end but that moment was was just uh, was just amazing um, and on that on that show as well uh, got to see uh, Warhorse defend his IWTV title against a very good professional wrestler uh, that's not a description uh, that's the new name that Dasher Hatfield or as I like to call him uh, Ugly John Cena uh, is going uh, under um, they had a really really good match I mean you either like Warhorse or you don't you either get it or you don't uh, and I, I really get it he's he's a capable professional wrestler as opposed to um, a very good professional wrestler who was fighting uh, on this show um, and I think he's he's just got such a handle on his gimmick Alex Shelley turned up on the show as well he's always a pleasure to watch uh, another one stuck in impact what's going on with that uh, Lee Moriarty um, who is a, another fella who's going to have a huge 2021 um, if you can see any of his matches with Alex Shelley that they had for AIW they're all on uh, IWTV which you should be subscribing to by now because not only do you get the best of the US Indies Riptide have just gone on there um you get battle arts from the mid 2000s and you also get crazy outdoor lucha from the from mexico city um the latest show that they put up happened in the rain outdoors in the rain just wonderful um and also more bastard cassidy on this show um just wonderful wonderful stuff um my love the graps number three is on the, the the big leagues it's uh aw and particularly again spoilers but i'm imagining that if you're wanting to watch this um you already have and if not you've probably already seen it um but it's Brody lee's title win over over cody not cody rhodes um although uh, i think um tully blanchard called him cody rhodes on tv the other week i can only imagine that wwe's lawyers were heavily on that with a cease and desist but Brody lee beat cody for the tnt championship and just annihilated him really just absolutely from from the bell cody attacked and that was all he got in from that point on Brody lee just murdered cody um and it was wonderful to see um and then afterwards the dark order came out um the dark order are a highlight at the moment uh, particularly of being the elite if anyone's watching that um I, I did mention to scoops hamilton and he said well i'm not doing homework um for for aw and and i guess it kind of is homework but it's a show on its own and it is very funny and the dark order have been brilliant on that and they're a highlight on this and then they beat up cody um he was having a stretcher job at the time so they uh attacked the stretcher uh they beat up arn anderson who tried to get a couple of licks in himself like to see that um and then when brandy came out to try and cover her her fallen husband's prone body uh anna jay choked her out um so really fun to see and i can't wait to see what they do with that going forward the only negative of that of course is that Brody lee lost to john moxley a few weeks ago um for the actual AEW title if he hadn't lost at this point um it would be so much have so much more impact um but i guess we can just forget that because moxley uh, if you've seen any of his promos lately is in the league of his own he's just miles above everybody else so Brody lee um can take his place just below uh, john moxley um also on that show um eddie kingston 
returned. Uh, he's he's set up his own posse. Gave us a cheeky little wink to say, "Yeah, look what I've done, eh? Look what I've done." Um, Ricky Starks cut an amazing promo on Darby Allen, pretending to be Darby Allen, and saying that uh, the only two things that he enjoyed in life were skateboards and turtles, um, which I particularly liked. And Thunder Rosa appeared. Um, the AEW Women's Division is a, a subject of uh, some discussion of late. Um, they really need to restart the whole thing, and bringing someone in like Thunder Rosa would would really make a difference. Um, if only they could get hold of a Kylie Ray. Um, if if they could get hold of of uh, a Tessa Blanchard, uh, a Taya Valkyrie, um, just people like that, um, along with the, the the best of the the women on the Indies, um, so Priscilla Kelly, um, Billy Starks, Elena Black, um, just some of the the women that are making their name on the the Indies at the moment, Ali Cat, um, then that would that would make a big difference to um, that division. But at least Thunder Rosa's coming in and will be on the pay per view against Hikaru Shida, so that should be worth watching. I'm, I'm going to shove a bone love the graps in here because I'm about to talk about my not my graps um, and I, I wanted to contrast something it wasn't quite enough on its own to be a love the graps um, but I just wanted to talk about the, the death match uh, that AJ Gray and Lucky 13 had on uh, GCW's show on Sunday uh, the Jimmy Lloyd's Jersey Shore show um, considering it came the night after GCW's Tournament of Survival 5 uh, which had 7 death matches on it um this was the best death match of the weekend with two fellows who weren't even in the tournament really really enjoyed it um they they knew how to work a death match which aj gray is fairly new to this thing so i can only presume it came from lucky 13 um who's a bit of a veteran um knew how to use it in the 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 gimmicks that are part of the match your your barbed wire boards your your tables your light tubes they're there to do spots with they're not there to lean on as a crutch um and and they work that really well Uh, also on that show cole radrick was on it again um against ar fox superb match so good to see ar fox back again again it's a bit like uh it being 2016 again and watching evolve um the skulk are nowhere to be seen if anyone knows what happened to the skulk write in and let me know jan buxton you must know what happened to the skulk um apart from that blake christian against uh, andrew everett another banger andrew everett insisting on being announced as being seven foot five inches tall and from the french alps region of north carolina um really good and really good to see andrew everett uh, sort of back doing stuff because if any man has been unlucky with injuries over the last few years it's andrew everett um his tag team with um Oh, I can't think of Trevor Lee. Uh, I was trying to think of his NXT name. Uh, Cameron Grimes. That's who he is in NXT, isn't it? Um, Andrew Everett's tag team with Trevor Lee in AAW uh, from 2017 was a a joy. Uh, But since then, he's been plagued with injuries. But it looks like he's back now. He was on both the the GCW shows over the weekend, as was AR Fox. And that's only going to be good going forward. So, well done, fellas. And again, the the GCW show was held uh, in Atlantic City on the, the board walk so it was the same place they did their homecoming shows so lovely backdrop of the sea um really nice to see um and uh it did rain a little bit during the show as it did in the beyond show that they had that afternoon um but they got away with it i don't know how things are going to go during the winter they might have to go inside which will severely restrict the numbers i mean black label pro um you know maybe i'd get by on on 50 fans but gcw have moved up to it 
another level now so I, I don't quite know what what they're going to be able to do but i'm sure they've got something up their sleeves but yeah really nice to see and again um ropes cleaned uh mat cleaned weird because there were death matches where people's blood was all over each other but i i, I guess it's something i guess it's something um let's move on to the not my grabs three things that i did not like so much this weekend and the first one is uh that gcw show tournament of survival five um which just didn't pop um seven death matches in the tournament you had two non-tournament matches as well one of them uh, just basically a squash uh, eddie only getting his dick kicked in which i, I quite like uh, and uh, a scramble which uh, ar fox won um, and that was a lot of fun but apart from that the the seven death matches that were part of the tournament um and they 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 just weren't of of the the standard of excitement that i was expecting i watched the king of the deathmatch tournament uh, the other week from iwa mid-south and overall that was disappointing uh, because they as i said earlier they, they relied on some of the weapons as crutches to get them through the matches and one thing that the gcw have to to try and sort of limit if the, the their death matches are going to be decent wrestling matches as well as uh, exciting spectacles is the use of light tubes light tubes have just become this thing now where you have to break like a hundred of them in a match um, and the final of the tournament just the the great deal of it was just alex colon hitting ricky Shane page with with light tubes and it just gets a bit boring after a while and then it gets exciting again because they've they've used too many past the point of it being boring but then it gets boring again um there were a couple of, of really good matches on this weird i feel bad um hyping this man um not because i think he's in any way a bad human being just because he's a ridiculous human being he looks like a human hasbro um and i, I i'm not sure i could spend five minutes in his company but schlack had uh, probably the best death match of the day again with alex colon in in the main event schlack is uh, he gets it when it comes to death matches which is weird because he doesn't look like he gets it when it gets to, comes to life um but he had a really good match um and uh ali cat went up against Atticus Kogar um apparently I, I, I just said this this is not a uh, a gossip podcast um but Atticus Kogar and and Ali Cat have, have just recently revealed that they are dating um and someone when this match was announced someone said oh look um there's a, a Saturday night date for you at which point Ali Cat said we if that's your idea of a date you kind of have to reassess your your romantic sensibilities um because they beat the shit out of each other with weapons um they were both ended up very bloody um but it was a lot of fun and ali cat just just does not care she will lay it in and and will take it um and that's really nice to see uh from an, an intergender wrestler um and the the venue for this was a a sandlot uh next to a casino uh just a stone's throw away from the the boardwalk where they've held their other atlantic city shows and it was overlooked by a car park that had some really wonky levels um and occasionally you could see people uh just peering over the car park and having a look at the action um and uh chris east uh sent me a joke by text he's like where'd you park the car dear said not now dear i'm watching these fat men get bloody watched by other fat men in the audience because there was indeed the fattest man i've ever seen uh, standing by the entrance of this show um if you if you did buy it on fight tv go back and watch those early matches when people come out of the curtains there's a really really fat man standing by the entrance and and to be honest 
if that's what I took away from Tournament of Survival 5, you can tell that it didn't really work. And that's from me, a shot caller, uh, a member of GCW's Patreon. So there you go. Not My Graps number two was from Sunday afternoon. Beyond Wrestling held a show before the GCW show in the evening uh, on the boardwalk. Um, and the main event of which was a Joey... Well, it wasn't the main event. It was a co-main event. You know how I hate co-main events. Um, but this was, I, I suppose, what normal people would refer to as the semi-main event. You know, the Sammy Jane, the semi-main. Uh, it was Joey Janela against Kimberly, uh, And it finished with Joey Janela delivering a, a double foot stomp off the top rope, halfway across the ring onto Kimberly's chest. And there was nothing pulled. If anyone ever says to you wrestling's fake and i'm sure there are still some people out there who still like to say wrestling is fake even though we know that wrestling is the only true real sport um, if anyone says to you wrestling is fake show them this moment when joey janella flattens kimberly's chest to the point that her reaction is just uh, for a for a few minutes um i thought she i thought he killed her um he hadn't uh, he just knocked her down enough to get the three count um, and she was fine afterwards although she did smack him around the head which I'm not sure was entirely kayfabe um, the whole Beyond show was was an intergender show every match had at least one man and at least one woman in it um, a lot of fun Beyond are really good at doing that um, there were some really good matches the, the actual main event not the semi-jane um, that was the uh, Pr- Priscilla Ke- Kelly against Chris Dickinson and again, they just laid it into each other. Really nice to see. Chris Dickinson is one of the masters of intergender wrestling in that he can make it look like he is delivering true punishment. Um, and I've not heard any complaints that he actually is, so he must be really good at doing that. Um, but Priscilla Kelly uh, gave enough of her own um, to, to really sort of come back over that. Um, there were also a good performance in Willow Nightingale. Um, Bear Country versus Pretty Proper was probably my favourite match on the show. Bear Country are great. If you've not seen bear country yet two huge fellas um who who just uh uh rampaged through their opponents but they took on pretty proper um who is the uh if any of you watch the chikara action arcade um before that was cancelled um the 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 red queen and the one-eyed jack um it's lady frost and i'm gonna call him vince benjamin i don't think that's his name but let's just say his name's vince benjamin but it's lady frost uh, and her partner um and you know, really really good match lots of good performances on this show uh, it did start raining through the show but it was fine uh, the show was called wear sunscreen um should have been called bring an umbrella really um but they got away with it um okay one final not my graphs because i do like to do three and three even though today i've technically done four and three um and that's uh think back to uh, love the graphs number two when calvin tankman won the uh black label pro title off eric stevens and everybody was over the fucking moon about it everybody loved it um turned out though uh that black label pro have this thing where if you win a rumble um earlier in the year which which they did in january i think um show that uh i watched uh with um Jake Chris, um, which was headlined by Warhorse versus Kylie Ray. Again, another really good match. Um, they had a rumble, and if you win that rumble, you get an instant title shot, kind of a, like a money in the bank type thing. Um, and Jake something, uh, who if you watch Impact, is cousin Jake. Uh, 
Um, Jake something won that and he turned up um, to congratulate Calvin Tankman uh, and then cashed in his title chance and, and beat Calvin Tankman who'd just gone through like a 25 minute match with Eric Stevens uh, to win the title and everyone just went ugh um, and really deflated no no reason to do it really um, just if you wanted to put the title on Jake something do it another time uh, just let people have their moment let people leave happy um, but I guess you've got to book angles so that was my weekend of wrestling really as I say I watched 53 matches uh, across the, the whole weekend enjoyed a lot of them watched them all on my own um, I did have a uh, Chris East as a, a texting partner during the tournament survival so there was at least something like that but I don't know about you pals I'm really missing watching wrestling with people um, and hopefully we'll be able to get back to doing something similar soon um, until then I suppose I'll keep watching I'll keep posting on the Love the Graps group on Facebook occasionally I'll put a podcast together uh, if I can get Jake Chris or Chris East um, around to do it with me then fine uh, if anybody else just fancies a chat about wrestling sometime and maybe we'll record it nothing hot button you know we're not that kind of podcast we'll leave that to the grapple spotlight talking of which i I make a a few little jokes about grapple spotlight um i listened to their latest episode uh this morning and apparently uh joe um has left the grapple spotlight um i've enjoyed joe's stuff and i just want to say joe you probably won't listen to this because i think you're really out of love with wrestling at the moment but if anyone listens to this and does speak to joe i'm sending my best wishes uh his rant after the royal rumble in january was one of my highlights of 2020 now obviously 2020 hasn't gone as as well as we've expected but even if it had um i think it would have been but um the grapple spotlight's going to carry on with benno uh, and jp um and it's nice to have a regular show that reviews all the important stuff um as well as this uh, irregular one uh the reviews absolutely nothing important and and that's the way we like it um quick plug my my zine is still out there if you if you haven't bought any copies yet there are now six copies out um if you've only bought the first one or the first two or the first three or the first four or the first five there are six copies out number six was just out a few weeks ago it's the punk issue uh where you can read about uh, love and rockets um 666 the the crazy japanese organization shannon moore do you remember shannon moore um he was a punk for a bit there's a bit in that i get a few digs in at cm punk in that um so that's that's lots of fun and there's lots of other stuff in there uh, including um a a secret fact um about an AEW referee there you go i'll leave it at that um until i come back again uh hopefully with somebody else but if not on my own thanks for listening uh hope you're keeping yourselves well hope you're keeping yourselves sane and chris i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it go to bed start nirvana's seasons in the sun fade it out and press stop